Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for being here today. We're super excited to have you. I would love if you could introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Joe Sparrow. Um, I'm a writer. Um, I've written the series Realm of the Fallen, which is a 10-book series. It was recently released this past December and uh, didn't quite make the uh, Christmas calling, but uh, it, it did well so far. But I'm looking to try to introduce the book to the general public and get people aware of what I'm doing and what I'm uh, trying to do. So it's uh, it's an interesting series, I think, and I think the people that read it will enjoy it. But uh, I also do some business writing on the side and some freelance work. I also do ghost writing. So if anyone needs help with their own book, they can contact me and I can help them with that. I live in Texas. Uh, I've got five children and nine grandchildren. So, yeah, it's a fun life. <laughs> Love that. What are your books about? Well, The uh, Realm of the Fallen, uh, it starts out in uh, a little town called Stanton, Texas, which is in West Texas. And it, it's based, the story is based on a Carmelite monastery that was built by the Carmelite monks back in 1880. They had been uh, drawn to West Texas by the Texas Pacific Railroad in order to set up a section station there, and they were going to oversee the watering of the train and to make sure that the water from Mustang Creek got transported to the water tower for the train, and that's how the monastery got there. It was actually the first building uh, outside of the train station itself in Stanton, Texas, and the monastery is still standing. And the way this book and series got started is when I was a child, about 13 years old, young teenager, uh, some friends of mine had uh, dared me to go into the monastery, which it's been abandoned since 1935. And so being a kid and, you know, trying to prove I'm not a chicken, I go inside. Well, the, the things I heard were probably imaginary and the things that I saw were probably imaginary, but the impression that it left on me uh, compelled me to write these books later on in life. And I've been working on a series probably about 15 years now in developing the series and characters and the research that I've done on the monastery itself. And the place itself is very interesting. Uh, historically, it is on the register of historic landmarks, and um, it's, uh, it's it's an interesting story. I'm not going to give too much background on that because I don't want to ruin the reader's, uh, you know, knowledge. But uh, what we're going to do on on the series is bring it forward from the 1880s onto the present. If uh, anyone is familiar with James Mishner's Centennial. It's kind of like that, but in a supernatural thriller kind of way. But uh, it does have a lot of history in there. It has a lot of Texas history and the history of Stanton, as well as the people that live there and have lived there for years. But uh, it's based on the monastery, but the, the main protagonist is the fallen angel that has been captured by the Carmelite monks centuries ago. And he, is, he has been in captivity, buried in this monastery since the early 15th century. 
And they have been keeping him there and keeping his spirit, as it were, bound. And in 1890, the story moves on, and three children, three boys that are in the orphanage there uh, decide they're going to go on a treasure hunt after overhearing two priests talking in the sanctuary about gold and treasure. Well, what they find is not treasure at all, but the entity, and they inadvertently release it, and that is the catalyst for the story. love that. What inspired you to write your books? Uh, I'm a big fan of Edgar Allan Poe, (laughs) and uh, being in that monastery, and after I started doing the research on the monastery and the Carmelite sect itself, uh, I found it very fascinating. And well, after doing the research, my imagination took over. And once that began, it just kept building and building. And so, and I'm hoping, I'm thinking I'm going to end at 10 books, but I may get uh, another idea and just keep going with it. So I don't know yet. (laughs) We're going to see where it goes. Love that. When you're writing your book, who are you thinking of when it comes to who the book is for? I think that uh, when I first started, it was my mother because my mother used to tell me ghost stories as a kid. And she was very much an inspiration in the supernatural, as it were. And so um, I don't know why she used to tell me ghost stories, just to entertain me, I guess. Uh, Maybe to get me to go to sleep at night. I'm not sure. (laughs) Because a lot of times after she would leave, I would cover my head and go, oh, it's dark in here. (laughs) You know, and it was just uh, one of those things that just from my childhood and after being inside the monastery that was really spooky and still spooky to this day, um, it just it just inspired me to start writing these stories. Amazing. How long have you been writing and what made you really sit down and start to write? Well, I started I started writing uh, the first draft, the original draft of the uh, book, the first book, uh, probably uh, way back in 1985, 86, somewhere around there. But it, it was it was written on, on a tablet. I, I, I wasn't doing it on word processor or a computer I was writing it all down by hand and it just I was doing it mainly just to get the ideas out of my head while I was doing the research of this place and as I was doing that the story just started developing on its own and building on its own and and the characters that I created for this um, were taken from other events that took place in my life during that time. And, and I kind of used them as a guide, so to speak, to develop these characters. And it just went from there. Amazing. What is your schedule like when you're writing a book? Mm, when I'm writing a book, my schedule is, is pretty, pretty tight. Um, because when I'm writing, I, I write as the creative juices flow so to speak and uh, if I get to a point where I can't create anymore I stop and take care of other things but I divide my writing time between my uh, business writing my 
ghostwriting and also family time. So it, it's it's kind of a it, I don't really have a set schedule. It's just kind of when I when I feel the mood or the urge to write. Love that. What do you need in your writing space to help you stay focused? Uh, solitude. <laughs> More than anything else, solitude. Because having outside noises or influences is very distracting. And so when I when I have to just sit down and write, I need to have that quietness, that that solitude in order to keep my mind on, focused on what I'm trying to say. What is your favorite writing snack or drink? My favorite writing snack or drink? Oh, well, I drink a lot of water and uh, snacks. I would I would say that that would be pretzels (laughs) because they're easy. They're not messy. (laughs) Just put them in a bowl and go. (laughs) Love that. What type of books do you personally enjoy reading? A historical. I read a lot of history. Uh, a lot of uh, military history. Uh, I, I tend to stay away from books that I write in the same genre because I don't want unintentional plagiarism to occur when I'm trying to write a story or create a story. I don't want to have an idea come to mind that, well, I read somewhere and accidentally put it in and I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, I read this somewhere else. Then I have to go back and redo the whole thing. So I just tend to stick with books that... Uh, don't have anything to do with what I'm writing about. Love that. Are there any books or authors that inspired you to become a writer? Oh, quite a few. Like I said, Edgar Allan Poe was probably the first, um, I guess, horror writing that uh, I actually got into when I was younger. But then I got into Steve King and Clive Barker, uh, James Mishner, of course. Uh, was one of one of the big influences on me because of his centennial and other works, and I really, I was really fascinated by his the historical aspects that he put into his novels. It was just fascinating to me, and so I, w- I would say those are the top. But uh, also Charles Dickens, because of Christmas Carol and other works, and my dad had named me Joseph Conrad after the author Joseph Conrad. So that is another thing that got me into reading a lot. And so I read A Burma Boy and several of Joseph Conrad's works. And I was like, hey, this guy's pretty good. (laughs) And so I try to live up to the expectations that these guys put for themselves rather than try to bring out my own expectations. I try to live up to, you know, entertain, inform and scare the, the reader without a whole lot of gore or anything like that, because my work is mostly psychological fear. It's not, it's not really gory. You know, it's the things that are unknown, unseen, unheard. It's that feeling you get on the back of your neck when your hair stands up and you get cold chills. That's the kind of thing that I want to present to the reader. Love that. What type of books did you grow up reading? Did you have an all-time favorite? Well, I grew up reading a lot of different books. Uh, I read a lot of military history books, World War II, Civil War, uh, books on the Revolutionary War. I read a lot of books on the um, 
um, coming to America with the pilgrims and you know, the French Revolution, things of that nature. I read a lot of history. Um, I've visited a lot of Civil War battlefields and other uh, historical places. I like to go to old houses that are abandoned and not not really go into the house because I don't want to trespass, but just kind of kind of wander around at a distance and just check things out. But if I could find the owners, then I will ask permission and see if I can go in. And if, if so, I'll go in and explore. But uh, I like old cemeteries as well because there's a lot of history in cemeteries and you, you find a lot of fascinating things there. Love that. As an adult, do you have a favorite series or author that if they come out with something, you're going to automatically grab it? J.K. Rowling's. <laughs> I got I got into Harry Potter when I was when I was an adult, and uh, she she did an excellent job with the Harry Potter series. And I'm a big fan of, and uh, I'm actually friends with uh, Nathaniel Ralph Fiennes, which played Voldemort in the uh, Harry Potter series, and he's an excellent actor. He just recently did The Menu, which is an excellent movie. I'm not sure if I should be plugging that, but, you know, he's he's a great guy, a great actor, and he's really fascinating, a really fascinating person. And so, yeah, the Harry Potter series was, was one of my favorites. Love that. What would you tell someone just starting out with reading again? If they haven't read in a while and they wanted to start reading again, uh, how would I coax them into doing that? Uh, I suppose that I would uh, try to give them a little teaser about what the story is about and not give them too much information, but just try to pique their interest and try to get them into, into you know, getting involved with it. Uh, I know a lot of people have gone to Kindles and a lot of people spend a lot of time on computers and things of that nature. And books are really uh, a hard thing these days because there are so many of them out there. And that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm speaking to you right now so that I can try to get this information regarding the series out and, and try to get more people to know about it because I think they would really enjoy it because of the historical aspects. And it takes a lot of things from the um, biblical as well as the historical and puts it together into into something that I think is very entertaining. Love that. On the other side of that, what would you tell someone just starting to write their own book? Simply to write. The biggest problem with writers is procrastination. And by procrastination, I mean, writers will find 10,000 excuses not to write. Well, I can't come up with a story today. I can't have an idea today or you know, they'll get involved in other things. And it's it's really something I had to overcome myself because uh, there was a long time that I did not write. And when I did not write, I found myself wanting to write and, and trying to get that motivation to write. But that's the biggest issue with new writers starting out is motivation. Until someone starts writing consistently and constantly and gets themselves into a regimen of doing that, it's really hard to get up in the morning and say, oh, I'm going to I'm going to start writing at nine o'clock and, you know, stop at 10, 11, whatever. But just a few hours of writing a day will build. But the best thing to do is just simply to sit down 
and clear everything else and just simply to write because without writing, a patient does not feel itself. Love that. What is one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? That I write. <laughs> Most people are surprised that I'm a writer because I've done a lot of different things in my life. And I'm, I have a very diversified background. And everything, I can honestly say this, everything I've ever set out to do, I have done on my bucket list. And I, I still have things on my bucket list, which I would like to accomplish. But the things that I've check marked off were the things that I already put on there previously. I mean, I, I started out my, my freshman year of college. I was 13 years old. And so uh, I did that as well as work in the evenings and at night after school. I was working in the oil field. I was working on drilling rigs and on well service units. And I did that um, to, to give me some experience, uh, some, I guess, knowledge about the oil and gas industry. And I've been in the oil and gas industry most of my life, except for the time that I was in the Army. And I was with the 101st Airborne Division for a while, uh, assigned with the 187th uh, Regimental Combat Team. Um, I've been a gas plant manager. I've managed three CO2 plants at one time, which is very uncommon. I have been a trainer, a safety trainer. I have been a consultant for oil and gas industries. I have also trained other consultants for the oil and gas industry. And so, you know, it, it's it's a very, very wide field and a very, uh, I, I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> That's the bad thing about me, you know, uh, because I don't want to feel like I'm bragging and to try to try to tell somebody, well, I've done this and I've done that. Uh, it always seems to me in my mind to come off as bragging when it's not intended at all. I'm a very humble person. And so I don't like, I don't like for people to think that, Oh, well, he's better than us. But no, that was never crossed my mind. I love that. Is there anything else you would like to say or add? Uh, well, I, I would like to say that I've got other works in the process as well. I have uh, one book uh, called uh, House Arrest, which is based on this, this man that gets into a relationship where he actually becomes a prisoner in his own home. And uh, it's really fascinating. And I've got another book that I'm working on the last chapter to right now called Road to Death. And I call it a traveler's guide. And what this book is about is the things that can happen to us while we're traveling that we don't even think about. Things that, uh, you know, come up, whether they're real or imagined, uh, it's still possible. And so I'll take these possibilities and I've built that around a compilation of short stories. And I've got a sequel in the works to that already called Road to Nowhere. And so I'm bringing out those two very in the very near future. And then I have another one uh, this is called Crippled Revenge. And I'm not going to say anything about that at this point, but uh, it's a very fascinating story. Love that. Where's the best place for readers to find your book and the best place to connect with you? Uh, I have a blog page. Uh, it's uh, just, uh, 
I guess you could type in uh, Joseph Conrad Sparrow uh, author. It's at WordPress and it should bring up my blog page. Um, my books are at Barnes and Noble, uh, Books a Million, Amazon, of course. And uh, right now I'm working on uh, getting international sales as well, getting the book translated into French, German, Spanish, and so forth, and getting those sent out internationally. But uh, anywhere books are sold, uh, they can find my, my book, Realm of the Fallen, and is the first book in the series. And uh, I'm on Goodreads. I'm also on um, all social media outlets. And they can just find me anywhere. <laughs> Basically, I'm trying to I'm trying to build up my presence in the, in the uh, community, and so they can they can pretty much find me anywhere. Amazing. Do you offer signed copies? Uh, yes, I do. Where would um, our readers who love those be able to find those? Uh, they can they can uh, reach me on my blog, and they can contact me directly. And I, I send those out myself personally, and uh, they can just let me know that uh, they would like a copy and we can go from there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Joe. We really appreciate it. We'll be sure to drop your information in the show notes. That way it'll be easier for everyone to find you. Well, thank you very much, Ms. Courtney. I appreciate you having me. 